Hello and welcome to the RBC Ross Trevor Campus Sermon Podcast. Our mission here is loving God, loving people and seeing lives change. At RBC, our heart is to build a Jesus-centered community, to see lives changed in multiple languages and locations. We hope you enjoyed this message from one of our weekend services. To find out more about us, please visit our website, rbc.org.au. He is risen. Come on, and those online, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Well, what a great day so far. I don't know about you, but I always feel we can get to this point and kind of feel that already a wonderful Resurrection Sunday as we've sung together, as, uh, as we've lifted up uh, the name of Jesus and as we've uh, celebrated the good news that he is alive. Today is by far my favourite day to preach. And uh, I love to preach every uh, Resurrection uh, Sunday and, uh, because today we get to celebrate the truth that Jesus is alive. We get to celebrate the truth that Jesus has been resurrected. And what that means is that Jesus hasn't just been resuscitated back to life to die again at some point. It means that he has been resurrected. It means that he has gone through death and has come out the other side, thus defeating the power of sin and death in our lives. That is what resurrection is, and that he is therefore the first fruit of new creation. And therefore, because of that, that you and I, and we'll look at this later, but you and I can be assured that because he is the first fruit of resurrection and of new creation, that we too will be newly resurrected and new creation will occur in our world and in our life because we have proof because it has happened to him. If you want to read more about that, you can read that today. If you haven't already, hopefully you have, but if you haven't already, here is a reminder to you to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It is Paul's tome on, uh, on resurrection, uh, and it is one of the most beautiful passages uh, in all of Scripture. And here's the deal, and this is where Paul goes on and he says, uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, he says this, he says, basically, if the resurrection of Jesus didn't happen, then you and I, what we are doing today, what is happening with people joining us online, your faith, our worship today, it's all basically just a waste of time. It's all completely futile. Have a look at what he says uh, here in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, And if Christ has not been raised, then one, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. So our faith is futile. We're still in our sins. We are of all people most to be pitied, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. And that is good news. And because he has risen, this is our greatest day. The resurrection of Jesus, you see, is not just a story that defines our life. It is not just a story. The resurrection of Jesus is the story that defines our life. And if at any point I preach on Resurrection Sunday and I don't share this following quote with you, please pull me up afterwards, okay, and tell me, Dan, you didn't share one of your favourite quotes. And here it is from N.T. Wright. He says this, he says, Easter ought to be an eight-day festival with champagne served after morning prayer or even before. Who's celebrated today? Who's had their champagne? No, you don't have to put your hands up. It's okay. 
but with lots of hallelujahs and extra hymns and spectacular anthems. Is it any wonder people find it hard to believe in the resurrection of Jesus if we don't throw our hats in the air? And he goes on and he says, next slide, and he goes on and says, we shouldn't allow the secular world with its schedules and habits and para-religious events, its cute Easter bunnies to blow us off course. And let's say this together, this is our greatest day. And so what I want to do in the little bit of time that I just have remaining is to look at why this is our greatest day. And if you're a follower of Jesus, this truly is our greatest day. And over the last few weeks, as a church, we've been looking at uh, some of the I have come to statements of Jesus where Jesus has said, uh, I have come to something and describing his purpose and the reason why he's come to earth. And today we're going to look at the last one that we're going to uh, look at and it can be found in John chapter 10, 10. So if you have your Bibles, you can look at the whole passage, but we're just going to pick up this verse and it says, it says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. You might be sitting here going, well, Dan, I already have life. I'm, I'm, I'm breathing. Uh, there's blood flowing through my veins. I already have life. And so what we're going to look at today is what type of life it is that Jesus comes to bring. And the first thing that we see is that he's actually talking about a life here that is different from the life of the world. He's talking about a life that is different than that that is offered from the world. He's saying that the world says that you can find life in things like your pleasure, in performance, in how well you achieve, in your positions, whether it be a position at work, your possessions, things that you own. And while they might temporarily satisfy, they don't really bring the life that we actually long for. And so he's saying, rather, like a thief, the world offers us life. But actually, it's not life, really. It's life that is offered, but really it's there to steal, kill and destroy. Whereas Jesus says this, Jesus says something beautiful. He basically says, I'm not, I've not come as a Grinch. I've not come as a Grinch to steal, rob and to kill life from you. I'm not stingy. What I'm bringing is not something joyless. I'm not coming to put you into a box. He says, I have come to give you life. And I've come to give you real life. Life that is really life. This is what Jesus is saying here. Now, just a little Greek nerdiness for us, okay, on, uh, on this Sunday morning. In the New Testament, there are three Greek, Greek words that are translated into our English word life. And the first one is the word bios. And bios, this is physical life. This is our one's lifespan. Uh, this is something temporary. It's where we get our word, uh, you know, biology uh, comes from. Uh, the next word is the word psyche. Uh, this refers to our soul life. Uh, this is uh, meaning our, our emotions and our, our will and our, our mind. And the third is that of zoe life. And Zoe refers to the eternal, divine life of God. It's a beautiful life. Zoe life means a life that comes directly from God. 
It's a life which belongs to God and that God has given to us. It's a life that you and I can possess. It's the God kind of life. It's a God kind of life. It is life as God has it. It's the quality of life that God gives. And the word used here in John chapter 10, 10 for life is the word zoe. Jesus says that I have come that you may have zoe and have zoe in all its fullness. It's the same word that we see in John chapter 14, verse 6, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life or the zoe. It's the same word we see in 1 John 5.12 where he says, whoever has, uh, whoever has the Son has Zoe, the God type of life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. And in John 11.25, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the Zoe, the life. So how do we receive this Zoe life? How do we receive this God kind of life? Well, we receive it by faith. And so if you are here today in this room and you have put your trust in Jesus, then you, have, you are alive with the very life of God. How special is that? How amazing is that? The very life of God is in you if you've put your trust in Jesus. So I want to have a look today at a few of the implications of resurrection and what it means to actually possess Zoe life. And here's the first one. Zoe life is nothing short of an entirely new identity. Nothing short of an entirely new identity. When someone puts their trust in Jesus, they are born anew with Zoe life. This is an amazing thought. If you, if you really stop to think about it, that Jesus has given you the quality of life that he possesses. The quality of life that he possesses, we now have if we put our trust in him. At the moment of putting our trust in him, the same resurrection power and life that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in us. Now that in itself is something that we need to get our head around, that we, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you and I today. I wonder how often it is that we live out of that power, that same power that raised Christ from the dead, or whether we try to run our own life from our own fuel or from our own power. The scriptures speak of this new birth as becoming a new creation. Uh, Paul writes, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So resurrection means, and resurrection life, Zoe life is nothing short of an entirely new identity. Now, why does this matter? Well, let me tell you why this matters. Because it is important to see that the life that Jesus offers us is not just some better life or some improved life. The life that Jesus offers is not just kind of some little tweak to your life and so that if you were like a 6 out of 10 in betterness, then you could be like an 8 out of 10. Like that's not how it works. Right? This is not, the gospel is not some kind of self-help message. Okay, the gospel, Zoe life is not about making bad people good. 
Zoe life is not about... If people haven't got Zoe life, there's a sense of you're actually lifeless. And so Zoe life is the power by which dead people come to life. The power in which makes us completely new people filled with the life of God. You see, the gospel doesn't make, isn't about making bad people good. It's making dead people live. And that's what Zoe life is. It's a whole new identity. It's taking on a whole new creation. And this has all sorts of applications. And one of them leads us into the second point here, which is that possessing the very, of, very life of God means today doesn't have to simply be a repeat of yesterday, but fresh starts are possible. Because we are filled with the very life of God, it, today doesn't have to be a repeat of yesterday. You need to know that things can be different in your life, things can be different in your family because of Zoe life. Zoe life isn't something that we sit and we wait for when we die. Okay? That's not when, when we often think about eternal life, we think of the future. But it's actually that Zoe life happens now and on goes into the future. If you want to pick up John 3.16 as another translation, I think a better way of saying it is that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall have the life of the age to come now. It's, we have that and we possess that now. Because, res- because of resurrection, Zoe life can burst forth in your life today. So I wonder, is there any places in your life now that you feel are dead, that you feel there's a hopelessness, that there's a darkness? It's important that we know that Zoe life can burst forth in those places today. Because we are not just limited to, limited to a move of God after death. We can see a move of God here, now, today. I wonder, is there any area of your life where you are saying, maybe something like this, things will always just be this way? This is just how things are. I'm sorry, Dan, this is just how things are. Things will always be this way. Any area where you believe that tomorrow will just be a repeat of yesterday? Well, Zoe Life says, today doesn't have to simply be a repeat of yesterday. How things have always been isn't necessarily how they will always be. New life is possible. New life is possible. And this is good news. This is good news for all of us who wish that we could have a fresh start for for this part of our story or maybe for that part of our story. Have you ever thought that? I just wish I could have a, a, a change. I wish I could have a fresh start. Or maybe this is good news for those of us who think that our failures are fatal. Have you ever thought the mistakes that you've made, well, that's just it. God couldn't love me anymore. There's no hope for me. There's no future. Well, Zoe Life says, no, that's not how it works. Fresh starts are possible. New life is possible. Maybe you wish that um, a failure could be undone or, or wish that that regret could go away. Zoe life means that every disappointing storyline in your life, every crushing defeat is not the end of the story. There is an opportunity to write a better story. And this matters. This matters for us all. Number three, possessing Zoe life means that death is merely a comma in your story, not a full stop. 
It's merely a comma in your story, not a full stop. The good news of Zoe life is this, is that if you've put your trust in Jesus, the worst thing that could happen to you, being death, is not the last thing. It's merely a comma in your story, not a full stop. Now, I do need to be clear about something here when I say this. I don't want that to sound um, flippant. Um, I want to be clear. See, some people view death as a friend, uh, as a friend who helps us go into a new and a better life. Or some people speak of death as merely uh, a passing into or a slipping into another room. This is, that is not death. Death is not a friend. Death is not just a slipping into another room. Death is horrible. Death is a monster. Death doesn't belong in God's good world. Death is part of our story, but it isn't and it wasn't part of God's intended creation. Death is a real and a great enemy. But here's the good news that because death wasn't the end of the story for Jesus, it will not be the end of the story for those who have placed their trust in him either. Because Jesus went through death and out the other side, thus defeating the power of death, we can speak of two things. One of death actually being a great enemy and a great power, but one that is ultimately being defeated. And this is good news for us. This is why Paul in Corinthians 15 can go on and say, Death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? And you know that death is an enemy because if you've ever lost someone in your life, you know the hurt and the pain and that's because death doesn't actually belong and death will not go on in God's good world. So death is an enemy, but it is an enemy that has been defeated. Amen. And Jesus says in John chapter 11, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? And in Romans 6, 8 to 10, Paul writes this, What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. Resurrection says that what God has done for Jesus in raising him to life, God will do for all those who have trusted in him. You see, our ultimate future, if you've got your trust in Jesus, our ultimate future is this, that we will be raised to new bodily life in God's good world, in God's new world. That is what is our ultimate future. Zoe life means that you have a future that is certain, that is sure, and that is unimaginably good. That's what Zoe life means. Your future after death, if you follow Jesus, is not fuzzy. 
It is sure, it is certain, and it is good. It is a future that is with Jesus. And this is good news because at some point when we die or at some point when you lose someone that you love and there is that heartbreak and there is that loss and they are a person who has has Zoe life, you can be certain that they are with Jesus. You can know that, that they are with Jesus. And we can know that what seems to be the end is actually only just a new beginning. Number four, Zoe life demonstrates this too, and this is an important one, I think, for us today. Zoe life demonstrates that this world matters to God and that we are invited to participate in his ongoing work of renewal and new creation. This earth, this world matters to God. You know, sometimes we think, oh, well, it doesn't really matter what I do with my body. It doesn't really matter what I do with our world because it's not going to go on. Well, no, resurrection says something different. Resurrection and Zoe life actually says, no, this world matters to God. Your body actually matters to God. Remember, it is the place that the Holy Spirit dwells. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And our, this earth matters to God and so does our present bodily life. You see, Christianity isn't just about escaping this earth for some ethereal heaven. That's not what our future hope is. Rather, it's about filling earth with the life of heaven. All right, you and I, we pray the Lord's Prayer. The, your will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. Christianity is so much more about things being done down than going up. But sometimes we forget that. N.T. Wright again says this, he says, the point of resurrection is that the present bodily life is not just valueless, is not valueless just because it will die, but what you do with your body in the present matters because God has a great future in store for it. Next slide. Is that all I've got there? What, yeah, here we go. What you do in the present by painting, preaching, singing, sewing... Praying, teaching, building hospitals, digging wells, campaigning for justice, writing poems, caring for the needy, loving your neighbour as yourself, will last and go on in some way in God's new world. You do any of those things and you're doing it for Jesus, it will go on in God's good world. What you do matters. These activities are not simply ways of making the present life a little less beastly a little more bearable. Listen, they are part of what we may call building for God's kingdom. This stuff matters. This means that every act of justice and compassion that you do, it matters. Every time you bring healing to someone's pain and suffering, it matters. Every honest act of business matters. Every good deed matters. Every kind, loving and encouraging word matters. How you treat your wife or husband when they disappoint you, it matters. How you treat your kids when they frustrate you, it matters. And so let me ask, where are you partnering with God's renewal today? And where can you continue to do so? Where, where are you partnering with God in seeing justice and compassion and new life and Zoe life happen and break forth around us? Where are you partnering with that and how can you do it more? Or maybe the flip side of that question 
is asking, where are you living in such a way that is not bringing Zoe life, but that is actually bringing decay or despair? And where does that need to stop? This is what being filled with Zoe life and what resurrection means for us. Maybe let me ask it another way. Whose life this week will be better off because of you? Number five, possessing Zoe life means that we have the task of passing Zoe life on to others. Have a look at what Paul says in Romans chapter 1. He says this, I, Paul, am a devoted slave of Jesus Christ and I'm on assignment authorised as an apostle to proclaim God's words and acts. I write this letter to all the believers in Rome, God's friends. The sacred writings contain preliminary reports by the prophets on God's son. And he goes on and he says, His descent from David roots him in history. His unique identity as son of God was shown by the Spirit when Jesus was raised from the dead, setting him apart as the Messiah, our Master. And he goes on, Through him we have received both the generous gift of his life and what? And the urgent task of passing it on to others who receive it by entering into obedient trust with Jesus. Church, Zoe life is never meant to stay with us. You and I have the urgent task of partnering with God's renewal in the world and partnering with passing Zoe life on to others. You are not meant to be a bucket or a container. What God has done in us by giving us his life is meant to flow through us and into the lives of others. We are to be a conduit, not a container of the good news of Zoe life. Later on in Romans, Paul goes on, he kind of picks up this idea even more and he says this, he says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him unless they have, if they have never heard of him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. When you take the good news of Zoe life to someone, your feet, it is a, your feet are beautiful. <laughs> Have you ever thought of your feet as being beautiful? Most of us don't. But when we do that, that that's, what we're being, that's what we're being told. How beautiful are the feet of messengers who pass on and who bring Zoe life. And finally today, Finally today, resurrection ultimately offers us Jesus. It ultimately offers us Jesus. While the resurrection of Jesus is a historical and verifiable event, and you can go and look into this. Last year I preached a message on this and I looked at the facts of resurrection and why it's historical and why it is verifiable. While that is all true, here's the deal. Our faith is not in a historical event. Our faith is in an historically resurrected person. 
a historically resurrected person who is also verifiable. While we look forward to a resurrected body, while we look forward to a body that, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, is imperishable, while we look forward to that beautiful body, and some may be looking forward to that more than others, but Jesus is actually our ultimate reward. Jesus is actually our ultimate reward. You see, ultimately, resurrection offers us Jesus. Not heaven, not even purpose, not even the defeat of death. But it offers us Jesus. It offers us the person of Jesus. In their book, Raised, Brad Watson and Jod Dodson, they they write this, and I'm going to close with this today. They say this, By faith, Jesus' death and resurrection can become your death and resurrection, releasing you to live a truly human life. You see, when you receive Zoe life, that is when you actually truly live a truly human life. What does it mean to truly be human? What is a perfect human? It's actually the person of Jesus. That's what it means to be truly human. When we possess Zoe life, what happens is we truly become human. We learn and we be what it looks like to truly become humanity. Best of all, when we turn away from trusting our unreliable selves and turn to the reliable resurrected Christ, we gain, listen to this, we gain intimacy with the most beautiful, powerful, creative and gracious person this world will ever know. And they go on and say, life with Jesus is better. He offers deeper joy, more profound meaning and true purpose. Life with Jesus is truer. He is the one person that we were made for. If you join Jesus, you join the person who changes everything, even us. Church, Jesus is better. This world is going to offer you a life and it will seem like it is really life. It's not. It will steal, kill and destroy. Real life is found in the person of Jesus. Real life is found when we put our trust in him and he fills us with his very Zoe life. I wonder today, have you, have you experienced that? Have you received Zoe life? Have you received a life that makes you a whole different person? Changes you from the inside out? Have you received a life that can mean yesterday doesn't need to just be a repeat, today doesn't need to just be a repeat of yesterday? That you can believe that fresh starts are possible? Have you received the life that means that even if you die here on earth, that is not the end of your story? That is just the beginning of something new. Have you received that life? Have you received the life that actually says what we do here on earth matters? It actually makes a difference. It will go on in God's good world. Have you received, that gives your life purpose, you know that? Gives your life meaning, means you can work for something significant, makes your vocation matter. 
Have you passed this life on? You get, you, what a, you get a role to be able to pass on the good news of Zoe life to others. In a moment, I want to give people an opportunity to do that if you haven't yet received that life, to give you an opportunity to say, Dan, I, I want to know, I want to experience Zoe life. And that's if you're in the room or whether you're here joining us online, I want to give you that opportunity today. Maybe you have trusted Jesus and you know him as your Lord and Saviour. But maybe there's one of the things that we've looked at today out of Zoe life that you know is not evident in your life. And maybe today, Resurrection Sunday, can be a day where you can say, I'm going to believe that fresh starts are possible. That tomorrow doesn't simply have to be a repeat of yesterday, but Jesus can do something new I believe that Jesus can do something fresh, something powerful in my life today, in my family today, in my marriage today. And so would you stand with me if you're here in the room and if you're joining online, then why don't you just engage with this in whatever the, most, the best way that you can right now, but it would just be to take a moment just to centre ourselves on the person of Jesus today. And so what I want to just do first is I just want to pray a prayer, a simple prayer for people who maybe for the first time you want to put your trust in Jesus. You want to say, I want that divine life. I want to possess the life of God. And if that is you today, would you pray this just prayer along with me? And if you, if you already are filled with Zoe life, would you pray for others around you? Because this could be a moment for them, for their life to be changed. And then I'll pray just for us all generally that, uh, that, we would, that we would encounter a real freshness of resurrection life with us. And so if you want to pray, I'm not going to ask you to come out the front. I'm not going to ask people to put their hands up or to do anything like that. But if you want to do that today, receive the life that is truly life, then why don't you pray this prayer with me. Jesus, today I have heard about your good news. I've heard about Zoe life. I've heard about resurrection life. A life that is, that is better and more than what is offered by the world. And today, Lord, I believe that you have come to bring that life and that through your life, death, and your life again, that I can possess that life, that I can receive Zoe life. And so today, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want to trust my life into your hands. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with Zoe life. And Lord, for those of us who are here today and we've been following you, we know you, we've placed our trust in you. Lord, I pray that areas of our life that we feel maybe don't align with the with the behaviours, with the actions of Zoe life, 
with the joy that Zoe life brings. Jesus, by your spirit now, I pray that you would come and you would bring a freshness, bring a newness into those situations, we pray. And so maybe right where you are now, if there's an area of your life that you know you need a fresh start, you need the power of Jesus, the same power that raised Christ from the dead to come in, just say, Jesus, I'm open. Fill me with your power, with your wisdom, with resurrection life, Lord, I believe. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we are so thankful for who you are. We are thankful that you are better than life. We thank you that we can have the, we can experience and enjoy life with you now and that we can have the hope of life to come. And so we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we do. We say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well done, fella. Well done. We're going to come, and what we're going to do now is we're going to, uh, we're going to celebrate. We're going to lift our hearts, and we're going to lift our voices, and we're going to throw our hats in the air as such. And we're going to worship with everything that we have. What better day? We don't wear hats anymore, I know, so I don't know. You can throw your hands in the air or whatever it is. Maybe at home, you can. Yeah, Dino, you've got a hat on. You can throw your uh, cowboy hat in the air. But we're going we're gonna to sing and we're going to celebrate Jesus today. We're going to speak the name of Jesus and then we're going to go out today singing that song that we began at the start, which is just a beautiful song of celebration. And so if you want to dance, if you want to jump, if you want to stand on the seats today, you have absolute, you, get, you have that mission every Sunday, but you get it today, all right, because today is Resurrection Sunday. So let's come together and let's lift our voices and celebrate Jesus and Zoe life today. Let's sing together. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through The Hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.